I completely forgot we were doing a show. I forgot it was Sunday. Well, I knew it was Sunday, but I, I got so wrapped up in it being Easter, even though we didn't uh, technically do anything or see anybody outside our house. But we uh, we had a nice day. We had uh, we ordered uh, our favorite restaurant here in Philly, Del Frisco's, usually a steakhouse. They're they're still open. They're doing takeout only. And on on big holidays like Mother's Day and Easter, they usually have prime rib. They don't usually have prime rib and good prime rib. Oh man, do you like good prime rib, Ben? Who, who doesn't like good prime rib? Oh, it's the it bad prime rib is the worst steak type thing you will ever have. Good prime rib, arguably next to like a, a fine Japanese, uh, you know, tiny little micro steak is is about it. It's a, in terms of a big hunk of meat, it's as good as it gets. Prime rib mashed potatoes I mean, it was great and uh the uh, somebody was there who, who recognized me we got to say hello we didn't <laughs> didn't get to shake hands of course <laughs> and then i i got so i got so caught up in it hey it's just you know it actually feels like a different day i completely forgot we were doing the show how was your how was your day well it's funny because i was thinking about this i actually had steak last night as well uh, and I had steak in a restaurant because we went to this nice little Italian restaurant that that is open down, down the street. It was our second time there, and it was fantastic. You had a great bottle of wine of Brunello. They they bring it in from Italy, and uh, and then afterwards, actually had a little get together with some of the folks here, uh, getting some drinks. So uh, quite social. It, it was. I had a great day as well. I saw my sister on Facetime. <laughs> Did you take a shower? This is true. I- I did. No, I did take a shower today. I took a shower. We got Amy and I got dressed. She looks fantastic. I, I, uh, I always, it's always good. I always know it's an, it's a holiday when I feel underdressed, no matter how nice uh, I put a button down shirt on. I mean, it was everything. I mean, I, I really, uh, you know, it's about as good as I'm going to look in a quarantine. It's something that I've been thinking a, a lot about. I've kind of referenced it a couple of times in, in my writing, but you know, when it comes to like freedom, I feel like I am without question living in basically the freest place place in the world, right? I mean, the fact that I went to a restaurant and right. had a steak is kind of mind blowing, right? And the the fact that I went in and met friends for drinks is is kind of amazing. And it is amazing. Like I feel very fortunate. And it's really interesting to think about there's this announcement last week about Apple and Google working together to figure out some sort of like wide scale pseudo anonymous tracing sort of thing. And of course, a, a natural instinct and you get this response right away is, oh, this is very frightening. Yeah. You know, what are the implications, et cetera, et cetera. But when it means not leaving your house, when the alternative is not leaving your house for months. And, and that's going to say that this is going to solve this problem. It's, I think it's, right. it's a small step. There's lots of things that will prevent it from necessarily working well. But it sort of totally reframes this question of what is your act, what are your actual priorities? What actually matters to you? Because I can tell you, you know, that like we talked a couple shows ago about Taiwan doing the cell phone tracing for folks that are just coming into the country, things along those lines. Uh, it, it feels it feels pretty good. It feels pretty free. It is. It's not a good. What what's coming and what's needed is not a good fit for the uh, individualist streak that is sort of at the heart of America. America is not going to to deal with this. And I I think overall, and I don't say this to get political one side or the other. I'm a bit of an individualist too, and I sort of I I sort of disagree with. I sort of don't like the way that that's sort of been taken as oh that's the right wing and the left wing is. But I do feel like that and that sort of suspicion of the government and everything uh, isn't going to go well with with contact tracing. But I feel like the thing that Apple and Google announced is, you know, if people actually will t- 
take a moment and listen and see how it works. It might work better. But I agree, though, that that at this point, though, the balance, you know, where it needs to be. And like you said, it is an interesting point that you you, you can argue that from the, the laws and the number of uh, what's going on, that, that Taiwan has fewer civil liberties, you know, that there's more that's mandatory there that wouldn't fly here. But the end result right now is that in Taiwan, you have way more freedom than than we have right here. Just to your point on the right versus left wing thing, I actually don't think it's a right versus left wing issue at all because you I look at either. Europe, for example, I, I think the suspicion of these sort of solutions, technologically based solutions or surveillance based solutions are going to be even higher and they're going to be higher from a you know, obviously there is a fraught history far more so in Europe than there than there may be other places. And in the U.S., you could definitely see an argument where a push to open back up to get the economy running again. And again, that's not a I don't think that's a right or left wing thing either. Right. Like people right. are suffering when no one is working. There's these massive right. unemployment figures in saying, oh, well, it's worth it to get things going again, that's just as legitimate. And you can make an argument from any sort of political perspective in, in that angle as well. Yeah. There's a couple of loudmouths here in the U.S. and oligarch types who, you know, not even to mention our president, but who are like, hey, you know, let's send people back to work. And it's like, and and it's easy to lump the whole, hey, we, we should worry about the economy as a thing that rich corporate owners are worried about at the expense of working people. Whereas if you really do take a step back and forget about the stock market and forget about owners of large businesses and really just look at real people, uh, a super high unemployment is terrible. It, it you know the, it correlates directly to uh, depression. It correlates to increases in all sorts of things that are very obvious, like increase in alcoholism and, um, Suicide rates go up. All sorts of terrible things go up as you know when the economy goes bad for obvious reasons. So it's not it's not callous in any way to think that you need that the government needs to balance the spread of of the virus with the economic state of the country. You know that it really is the social welfare of of each and every person. No, that, that's exactly right. And it's interesting to think about what the, the process is. I think one thing about this Apple Google announcement is everything and this has been a, this has been the case with this whole virus thing is that, you know, every week has felt like a year, you know, every yeah. day has felt like a month. And it's it's very easy to get really locked into sort of a short term view. And what I find encouraging about this Apple Google partnership sort of idea is is first and foremost, if we're going to get something that might work at scale and work broadly, and we can get into the details of it maybe in a little bit, it needs to be at like an infrastructure type level. That hmm. might be like the, the phone carriers. Like, again, like in Taiwan, if you come into the country from outside, you have to home quarantine for 14 days and they will track you by your cell phone to make sure you're doing so. And if you don't have a cell phone with a Taiwan SIM card, they will give you one. And if you and if you get called and you don't answer it, please be at your doors in five minutes, right? right? Again, sounds very terrible. At the end of the day, I feel pretty free. So right. uh so so that that's one way to do it. This other way is is doing it on sort of an app level, but the but Apple and Google are unlocking apps, at least in theory, that are run by public health officials. I think that's a point that's been missed in some of the talk about yeah. it and how they could be spooked or or people playing pranks and things on those lines. Uh, but also 
they they tap into like very low level APIs that are not going to be exposed to normal apps. And this is right. only possible if Apple or Google are, are doing it, number one. And number two, it's laying the groundwork to maybe do more in the future. Like this could actually be built into the OSs in the future, right? Yeah. Or there could be different ways to expose the APIs in the future. And the point is, this takes time to build. So it's really good they're starting now because it may not pay off to like August, but right. it's really encouraging that they're starting now and actually taking a long-term view to this crisis without getting stuck in the, what are we going to do tomorrow? What are we going to do next week? I think that the built into the operating system part is coming sooner than you think, because they've already said that phase two, phase one is a basic set of APIs that apps that they approve from public health officials can, can tap into. But phase two is to have it built into the Android and iOS operating systems. I'm going to guess that with quote unquote operating system with Android, that that's more about the Google play services component, which is not to, we could totally sidetrack this whole show, (laughs) but basically the Google play services component is effectively like a large library that, that hooks in an Android phone in countries where Google has a presence. So it's not a thing in China, obviously mainland China, big thing here. But the the whole rap that Android gets that, oh, you have a, a year and a half old Android phone, you don't get operating system updates anymore. But you still get Google Play services updates. And that is sort of in terms of what people think as what does the operating system do that does it. And what that will enable is if you opt in, you'll, your phone will be able to do things that no quote unquote app that you get from either of the company's app stores could ever do or you would want to allow in terms of you know, every 15 seconds, sending out a little Bluetooth beacon just to see, you know, is anybody around? Is anybody around? Here's who I am. Right. And the idea is your phone stores all those beacons that everyone basically you had contact with. Right. And then if you register as positive or again, because these might be linked into to public health care systems, like right. you're put in as positive. So you can't necessarily trigger it yourself because you want yes, to be out of work. I, right? think that's actually, <laughs> I think that's actually key. Somebody brought this up on Twitter and it's like, oh, yeah, of course. Of course, the jerks on 4chan are going to think of it. You cannot self-report because then what people would do, pranksters would do is, you know, make sure they go to supermarkets with their phone and then every couple of days self-report as positive and freak out as many people as they can, you know? So it's absolutely, when you start, normal people don't think of it that way. Normal people are like, well, how's my privacy protected? And you think, well, if my privacy is protected and everybody uses this thing, or even if a lot of people do, it'll help build up herd mentality or herd immunity. Herd immunity. mentality. Yeah. But but once you start thinking from the mindset of pranksters, it has to come from the, you know, you, you have to somehow, you, you can't just hit a button to say I've been diagnosed. But anyway, the other thing yeah, that's, really that's neat, why this isn't going to be like a cure all, right? It's going right. to be part of a larger system. Like we, if we do get to widespread, easy testing where you right. can drive in and get a test and get a result very quickly, you can see how that would be incorporated into a broader system that this, that the, this operating, this phone system fits into. And I think people are thinking too small about the possibilities here. They're thinking about this, oh, we're going to have these apps and people are going to report this sort of thing. And how's that going to work? Blah, blah, blah. But no, this is the point where you have to think about this in an August context, right? Yeah. But but if you want to build something like this for August, you have to start in April. And and to to me, again, what is presented now is not a solution. It might be a part of a broader solution. And I'm just encouraging to see Apple and Google, number one, working together on this, and two, that that they're building something that, by definition, is sort of long term focused. Yeah, and it's it adds credibility to both 
you know, that they're working together. The fact that they're sort of seen as adversaries over the last, you know, 10 years uh, actually lends credence, you know, that Apple's been a critic of Google's privacy policies and Google has been a, a critic of Apple's so widespread accessibility. Yeah, and and their ironclad control over their app store and the, the whole Apple ecosystem, and that Google's you know been a little bit more open, to, you know, to to use one adjective. The fact that they're working together is it gives credence to both, but it also because it's just two companies, I think it avoids a sort of too many chefs spoil the stew situation where if there were six or seven companies that had to combine to do this it might be a lot less likely to get off the ground. And the other thing is what they announced on Friday. I think they want people to know about it. I think they see it as good news. The fact that it came out on a Friday and it's like good news, like we're working together and nothing good usually comes out on Friday. I think it shows how fast they're working because it's like that's the day they were ready to go. So they announced it on a Friday. Yeah, and this is where I think brings it full circle to our discussion at the beginning about, you know, actually my life feels pretty free. Like yeah. it, it, there is a perspective where there's actually only two companies that control operating systems. Like the, the, yeah. it, it's a sort of a monopoly argument. There's this perspective that b- integrating with the government to track people's location yep. and know who, who's who is, is is very scary. And again, even if the, the way they're building it is it's all stored on your own phone and it's self-opt-in, like we're getting to a point where Apple and Google could flip a switch yeah. where this is now no longer self-opt-in or you could see this being in an enterprise environment where they give mdm you know mobile device manager tools the ability where that notification if it goes to the phone that phone passes on all the context up to a central server like the infrastructure is being built for this other bad stuff that six months ago would have raised a ton of objections to happen but that it really highlights when circumstances change priorities change and in this case, you're right. I agree. It's good news. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know, I know we're, we're getting running up against it. I've looked at the spec. I think the spec so far is delightfully short. It's like the cryptographic spec is only six pages, and that includes a cover page and a blank page. I think it's really like about four pages. It is very, very cogent and very easily understood by someone like me who's basically i can code i have a computer science degree but cryptic real cryptographic stuff usually flies right over my head but like your device identifier isn't you it's just a random 32 byte number that's it and and it isn't even like tied to your device really it's just a a random 32 byte number that not tied to you not tied to your device only stored on your device until you get a positive diagnosis very very private the real news, though, is that Apple won the logo war. Google is in black and white. <laughs> I wonder how much argument. Well, I wonder if there was an argument over that. 